If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome back, everyone, to your Circle of Influence podcast. I am your co-host, Amy Walker. And I am Dr. Monica Ogando. And it is the month of March. And for our March Madness, we are going mad over your thought leadership. Swish. We need like some basketball noises in the background. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hold on. (laughs) Real nice. How about that? Nice. We're getting fancy. Yes. (laughs) Moving on up. Moving on up. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Last week, we talked about monetizing your IP. Today, we're going to talk about monetizing your relationships, Mm. which sounds so much more creepy than it is. Yes. Transactional and clinical and just that. Yeah. It makes it sound like you're you're looking at people as just, oh, how can I get something from you? But the reality is the majority of my business has been grown through relationships Mm -hmm. and it is very much more about what are the opportunities you can create for other people that then reciprocate and come back to you. Mm -hmm. So I love relationship-based marketing and sales strategies. They're the least expensive and they are honestly the highest performing for me. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, you know, I read a long time ago, a book called Business is a Contact Sport. And it was written by two men <laughs> who surprised. Of course. <laughs> um, but it spoke to the, the absolutely invaluable contribution that your relationships are to the well-being and the sustainability of your business. Your relationships and your reputation can take you further than a Facebook ad mm-hmm. or an Instagram ad or, you know, a launch, et cetera. There are, there are some rooms where your name is being spoken or there are some rooms where you get to have a seat at the table that you would never be invited and you would right. never be mentioned were it not for your relationships. So when I, I was just thinking about this, when we teach our clients about organic lead generation, which Mm -hmm. I do generate way more leads without paying for them than the average person does. Mm -hmm. But we have five Mm -hmm. different things that we teach them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we, I I use an acronym. It's PPPEC. So the first one is prospecting. Mm -hmm. The second one is partnerships. Mm -hmm. The third one is your platform. Mm -hmm. The fourth one is events. And then the third one is community building. Mm -hmm. At the heart of four of those is relationships. So when you're prospecting, you're proactively building relationships with people. Um, When you're finding referral partners, you are, that's people oriented. Um, When you're building your platform, that's the one that I think is a little bit less relationship based. But honestly, the people, if you think about it, the people that you really like following, you feel like you have a relationship with them. Yeah. Um, 
Your events, the whole reason why we go to events or hold events is because it gives us a chance to deepen those relationships and your community is how you manage all of those relationships. Mm -hmm. So at the heart of really everything that I do for my business there, it's all relationship based. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then let's talk about some of the relationships that could qualify as an income stream, as a part of your thought leadership. All of them. All of them. <laughs> like every single one. We can get more, we can get more clear on that and give you some more specific ideas, but I can't think of a relationship that doesn't qualify unless it's like your grandma or your mom. But any business relationship. <laughs> even them, right? Like, oh yes. Well, you know what? Spoken well, capitalist. <laughs> I love so it. So my mom actually likes to get on my social media platforms and pretend like she's not my mom, but just a really excited person. Yes. See what she's I mean? my hype lady. Yeah, you need a high five. Kind of embarrassing. Lady. No, no, no. You need it. You need it. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, mom. High five to you, mom. Because that's, that's very much. She'll fun. be like, wow, this is a really interesting idea and new perspective. I can't wait to try it out. I'm like, mom. <laughs> she's over there playing bingo, retired, and living her best life. <laughs> but she's boosting it for your for the algorithm. Yep, <laughs> I she's love boosting. <laughs> so some of the, some of, listen, the most present relationship monetizable relationship is ours, Amy, because as an example, right, to to talk about categories, right? So there's, we'll call it, um, maybe we can use like three categories. Okay. We can use three categories. And and you tell me if maybe there will be something that you would add. Um, One is peer-to-peer relationships or collaborators. And mm-hmm. those are folks that on an indirect level, maybe they know you as your, your colleague, your, your, your profession, your work ethic and all of that. And they can refer you businesses word of mouth um, in a more direct level. So indirect would be like word of mouth, like, here you go. Right. And then maybe mm-hmm. you give them a kickback. Maybe you don't. That's up to, you know, each case by case kind of deal. But the more direct level is the collaboration. So it's still peer to peer, but it's like, no, let's let's create this project together or let's launch this thing together. Like we just have this podcast. Right. Um, and you might even end up hiring each other. So I am a subcontracting coach for Amy Walker Consulting because she knows who I am as a coach. She knows mm-hmm. what, how, what I can deliver, et cetera. And honey, we even tried for me to be um, in her sales department. And that wasn't what, that wasn't where I was shining. So she's like, you know what, <laughs> let's put you over here. <laughs> um, and, and sometimes you have to make those kinds of decisions for your business, et cetera. You can't be, you have to be professional enough and you have to know your own energy enough to know that's not an ego kick. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. business move. And because I want yeah. my, my friend's business to thrive, I'm going to do what's best for her business. This isn't like mm-hmm. a self-driven, self-interested agenda, even though my self-interests are being met. Because mm-hmm. when we, and if I may share just my own personal experience of it, right? When we yeah. first started talking about that, I was in the throes of moving around with my family. People mm-hmm. were dying left and right. I just did not have the band. I don't want to launch another MFing thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, I don't want to write an email. I'm not sending newsletters. I'm not showing up on social media. I'm not doing a thing. And I'm- yet here you are with this brilliant, amazing brain that my people need, right? Yeah. yeah. So she was like, you know what? You don't have to think about it. Don't, don't try to be prospecting or whatever. I got the people come over here, coach them, you know, serve them, et cetera, et cetera. And that was, it was well for my soul because I, one of my values, just like yours, Amy, is also contribution. I want to be mm-hmm. able to contribute. I just didn't have it to like actually build the machine or, or keep mm-hmm. the machine going. I didn't have that fuel. 
So and then it, it's just worked out. We've we've been doing that now for for a couple of years. And so the the first category of peer to peer, either referrals, word of mouth or collaboration can look a lot of different ways. You can hire each other out. You can actually create a project together. And those projects can then be monetizable, such as mm-hmm. co-creating intellectual property or just like this podcast is intellectual property. Now we don't make any money off of like sponsors, for example, but there are people who listen to this podcast who say, I want to work with Amy. I want to work with Dr. Monica. Let me see what it well, looks like to, to. And we could make money off of sponsors. Just neither one of us has felt like it's worth our time to go out That's and find right. sponsors. Yes. yes. <laughs> but Good we could. <laughs> Good disclaimer. It is, it yeah. is monetized. It's a, it's a legit path that you guys could take. Um, Just hasn't been worth our time. Yes. Yes. And also it belongs in a different category that I was going to mention later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that's the first one, the peer to peer collaboration uh, word of mouth. And then the second one is just like um, um, somebody actually investing in your business. So they're, they not necessarily have labor, mm-hmm. um, like hiring, for example, hiring a friend to, to work in your business, or whatever, but an, an actual investor. Those mm-hmm. relationships can be institutional, such as a bank or even a business credit card. And we talk about that yep. a lot in terms of building your business funding. Uh, but it can also be sponsors, such as a sponsor for a podcast. Right. And so you can actually monetize your intellectual property um, and your thought leadership. Gosh, now that we talked about that, I'm like, we need to get a sponsor, Monica. I know my, it. I my know brain it. is now that it I actually has I opened been spoken it up. out. I'm like, <laughs> dang, we better go get a sponsor. Yes, yes, yes. I'm open to it. it. I'm open to it, okay. especially because we've built a sizable audience with the podcast. It's, we've we've been on for a couple of seasons now. Yeah. Um. So the conversation then becomes, how can this be a worthwhile investment? What would it be a good ROI? How will we know that your money that you invested in this business or in this endeavor um, has been worth your time and, and, and worth the effort? And you have to be able to communicate that, or articulate that to either an investor or a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is the third relationship you're thinking of the audience and the clients? That's right. <laughs> yeah, because you can't get the investors without the audience. That's and, exactly uh, right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And ultimately, uh, it's kind of like breaking the fourth wall, right? If you think of like a theater production, you have the walls of the stage and then the fourth wall faces the audience. Right. Mm -hmm. And so those three those three walls that that hide the stage behind that hide kind of like the chaos that's happening behind the scenes. And then you have the stage. You can consider those to be like your peers or your collaborators, your team. We'll be talking about your team later. Um, and even your sponsors and investors and so forth. But at the front of that performance, (laughs) it's like none of this would be even relevant if we didn't have an audience to perform for, if we didn't Mm -hmm. have people who bought the ticket to get in here in in the doors and so forth. So absolutely your clients and your audience is your next best uh, relationship category. Yeah. So I want to dig into these a little bit more um, and talk about like the actual systems and processes that help you facilitate them. Yes. Go for it. So let's start first with your peer collaborators. Um, People are always, also there is a fourth too, which are influencers. We can get to influencers too. It's kind of okay. newer. Mm-hmm. Like we look at the first three and these are, have historically always been what we're looking at. But mm-hmm. with the way things have shifted, I think you got to add influencers in their own category because they are technically not really your peers, but they can be 
powerful relationships. Yeah. So with your peers, um, I think people are way too worried about asking for collaborations because you, uh, this is what I see from my clients all the time. They go in with this energy of like, I don't want to bug people. Um, and the, it's this sense of like my opportunity that I'm going to present to you is going to be an inconvenience to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I am constantly trying to tell people like, don't, don't ever put yourself in a position where you allow yourself to feel like the inconvenience, feel like the opportunity. Mm -hmm. So when you reach out to somebody to invite them to speak on your podcast, that's an opportunity for them. Mm -hmm. When you invite them to do a joint venture webinar with you, that's an opportunity. When you invite them to speak in your event, that's an opportunity. Um, When you invite them to promote something and you're going to pay them for anybody that signs up, it's an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Now, it might not be the right opportunity for that person. But Mm -hmm. if you look at every reach out as an opportunity and make sure that it is, like you should never be reaching out to somebody with something less than an what feels like an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Also try to make sure it's a good opportunity for them. Really like craft your pitch into an irresistible offer where you, if you got this email from somebody, you would say yes. And it would capture your attention Mm -hmm. because so often we're just getting pitched. I can't even tell you, Monica, how many emails I get per day that are just straight up pitch emails. It's probably like 10 to 15. And that's not even counting my inboxes and all of my social media platforms. Like there are so many pitches that come every day where people are just wanting me to buy from them, buy from them. Mm -hmm. I don't pay attention to those. I'm just like, no, thank you. I'm fine. I'm good. Thanks. Good. Best wishes. Like I I'm just like, (laughs) get, get them out of my inbox as fast as possible. But when somebody reaches out and they say, Hey, we would love to feature you in our magazine. We'd love to interview you on our podcast. I'd love to have you speak at our event. Mm-hmm. Those capture my attention 100% of the time. It does not mean we say yes 100% of the time, but we look at them and talk to them yeah. and respond 100% of the time, you guys. Mm-hmm. So that is the, I think the biggest shift that you can make to really create more relationships and monetize them there. Um, In terms of how you find them, you're honestly going to be researching on three places. One is LinkedIn. They have the best search of all of the social media platforms. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And you can find a ton of collaborators there. You're also going to use Google search, especially if you're looking for businesses in a local area. Like if you were an orthodontist in, um, Canton, Georgia, and Mm. you wanted to know who are all of the doctors and pediatricians, you'd be using Google. Um, And then the the other is going to be on social media, using hashtags to find who are the people that are speaking in your space and find find them there. So it's not hard to find these collaborators. The biggest difference between having them and not is, are you consistently reaching out? Do you know who's the right person to reach out to? And are you reaching out, reaching out with something that is actually going to capture their attention and make them want to say yes mm, versus feeling like, Ugh, why are they wasting my time? Right. Exactly. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay. And so then, okay. So what's next after that? <laughs> when, you, when you, when you get that clear and when you have your list and when you have the pitch and when you have all of that, then what's next? you reach out and you do stuff every single month. So like for us, um, we, I'll tell you all the different things that I'm looking for collaborators with. Um, we have once a quarter, we do an expert summit Mm -hmm. and, um, have 
about 20 different speakers on and we ask all those speakers to help promote the event. So that's one strategy. We also are doing two giveaways this year um, where we are looking for people who will just give something and then we promote the giveaway. Um, so there will probably be about 15 people for each of those. So that's probably another 30, mm-hmm. um, guests for our podcast, um, people to do joint venture webinars. Um, mm-hmm. if I was going to be doing a big live event, which I'm not planning to this year, looking for speakers for that or people to be on a panel discussion. Um, there's so many different ways that you can present an opportunity for them. Um, here's a great example. If I wanted, if I wanted access to somebody else's list, I would first invite them to have access to mine. So if there's somebody that I know I I want their list, I would, and I've done this before, be like, Hey, can I interview you on my YouTube channel? Mm. And then when I interview them on my YouTube channel, I tag them. And so their followers can see it. And a bunch of those people will come and follow me. So it, it's not about asking first what they can do for you. It's about first, what can you do for them? How can you position them? How can you promote them? What are What's important to them that you can make easier? Mm-hmm. And then because of that, because you show up that way, um, you're going to get leads. You're going to get clients. You're going to get sales. I love that. I, I've always loved how in terms of processes, you're a genius at breaking it down into like, digestible steps I just want to I just want you to know and I want you the audience to know this woman is a freaking genius when it comes to breaking down process processes because the way you say it and the way you just explained it I was like I'm about to get into my relationship building thing right now you know but if <laughs> but if I were to just kind of like okay open the blank door uh, pl- page and start writing down the stuff that you want to do with I'd be like oh forget it I'll just go invest some more <laughs> so Monica inside of the client acquisition lab which is my program that Monica coaches for yes, yes. uh there's like totally the whole process is built out and you can just grab the you spreadsheet down in there oh yeah, there's I'm a totally spreadsheet. Going over there. Use the spreadsheet you know there's a spreadsheet there's you always a spreadsheet. there is I and it goes through it. the step by step so I love it too much. Yeah. i'm going over there after this podcast okay i do want to talk about influencers here yes um the reason why influencers i would put in a different category for than partners um and collaborators is because it's kind of a new industry where influencers have built up a large audience without a product, but based on a personality. Mm -hmm. And so the product that they sell is other people's products. The reason why I think you should separate this one out in your mind is it just, it moves differently and it performs differently. So when I reach out to a partner, what they ultimately want to happen is that they get new business selling their own products. When I reach out to an influencer, what they ultimately want to have happen is that they make money selling my products. Mm -hmm. It's a different end end game. Um, and whenever I share influencer marketing with people, again, there's this sense of like, well, I don't want to bug them. They have this audience. Okay. Yes. But how do they make money? Will they have make money because they have such a big audience? I'm like, do you have, have, if you've ever watched YouTubers show you how much money they've made on a video that has like millions of views, Mm -hmm. it's like hundreds of dollars. Mm -hmm. I promise you they want more money than what they're actually getting paid from the platform. The way that they're making the majority of their money is through product and service sales. Mm -hmm. So if you'll reach out with an attractive offer and a well-written pitch, again, 
you should be getting good responses because that's literally what they do. They make money two ways. One is selling other people's products and services. The other is getting paid by the platform and the platforms don't pay that much. Mm -hmm. So if they're a mid-sized influencer, I promise you they want your brand deals. I love it. I love it. And it's so encouraging because then it's like you, this is getting you into the habit of just like we always talk about beginning with the end in mind. It also gets you in the habit of understand, put yourself in the other person's shoes as well. What Mm -hmm. do they want? What's important to them? And how can you help them get it? Right. Isn't there a quote by Zig Ziglar about that? Like the, the fastest way to get what you want is to help other people get what they want. I've heard that quote. I have no idea who said it. Okay. You guys, <laughs> if you know in the audience, if you know who said that, put that in the comments below. Let us know because I don't want to misquote it. I don't want to give credit to somebody. You know, I want Unless to it was it. said by somebody in the cast of The Office, I cannot <laughs> remember who said it. <laughs> but if it came from The Office, I'll be like, mm, no, that was Dwight. I'm sorry. <laughs> we all know that was Dwight. Clearly. <laughs> That's hilarious. So I want you to think about your relationships, um, not like a mechanism for your agenda, but like a secret weapon that that you would do well to treat as the sacred thing that it is. And part mm-hmm. of the benefit, part of the side effects is that you'd be able to monetize it. But really, it's about building, um, you know, your contribution to the world and helping others do the same. The coolest people that I know and my best friends and my whole support network in business, I have built based off of let's collaborate. And then because we did collaborate, then we get to know each other. And then it's like, hey, I like you. Mm -hmm. And you continue that relationship. So the the monetary reach is infinitesimal with compared to you building the people that inspire you. Mm -hmm. And you have access to the people that, you know, you... would dream that they could be in your circle of influence well Mm -hmm. create a collaboration and they get in your circle of influence pretty fast yes hallelujah i love it thank you everybody for being here with us thank you for the comments that i know you're going to leave down below and the reviews and if you have questions or if you have comments or if there's a suggestion or if there's a Listen, we can have a grace talk in the DMs. I don't care. I, I'll do it because we go together. We're family and we're part of our <laughs> uh, community. So make sure that you reach out to Amy at Amy Walker Coach on Instagram. I am Monica Ogando on Instagram and my DMs are open. Let's do this. We'll talk to you all soon. Thanks, everybody.